Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Dr. Movie. Your one-stop shop for quick movie reviews of movies that possibly you passed over, but maybe you should have checked out. It's kind of the whole point of the show, even for me, because uh, this kind of started off with, hey, here's movies I always kind of wanted to check out and uh, just never got around to it or was always intrigued by the artwork. You know, I, I'm a sucker for uh, certain styles of artwork that draw me in and makes me want to check out something. And most of the times, the movies do not live up to the artwork. That's just part of the deal. But uh, here we are, ready to do another episode. Ah, oh, DC. How do we have such a love-hate relationship? I mean... You have managed to manufacture my favorite movie of all time. Even though I'm not a huge Superman fan, as far as from a comic aspect. Uh, absolutely love Superman the movie. Favorite movie of all time. That it, it gets tied with Phantom of the Paradise, which again is two totally different ends of the spectrum. And I love them both for their unique uniqueness. Uh, so how can I love a company that produces that and then can turn around and just make a mess of a entire franchise that should be top billing? You know, how can you go wrong with iconic figures such as Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern? Uh, you know, the whole Justice League, right? Uh, and you see what we got to show for it. <laughs> it's kind of a mess. With that being said, uh, today we are looking at The Flash, the new movie, 2023. Uh, my, my buddy David Foster, big buddy of mine, huge movie fan. Uh, we see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. He kept recommending this movie, and it took me a while to get around to it. Even though this thing was totally just demolished from critics, even before the movie even came out, because of, you know, we kind of got a wacko as the star in this that's got some personal issues. Um, you know, I kind of sit on the fence of this, right? Because it's bad when you have to let somebody's personal life affect the product that they can make, right? Um, it's kind of like when you... I, I know that Evil Knievel was not a good person. Terrible father, terrible husband, kind of an a-hole. Well, was an a-hole. But I still loved him anyways because he's freaking evil Knievel, right? Um, you almost kind of let the bad part of the story not affect the heroic 
person that he became for my generation. I mean, I don't know of a kid my age that did not go out and try to jump stuff on their bicycle because of evil can evil. Uh, grew up having the toys, still got the toys. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of sat on the fence when, uh, when I let somebody's personal life affect their craft. Craft is a catchy word when we talk about the person in this movie. Um, again, dang. Uh, here's the problem with DC. Um, they're always a, a, do, a day late, a dollar short, right? Because the Flash movie is a multiverse movie. Which is done, I'm going to say it, really well. Um, it just, again, it's that thing of you're falling after everybody else has already kind of hit this thing and that horse has already been ridden, right? Or rode. There's what proper English you want to use. Um, gosh, I mean, here, here's, again, getting back to the problem, I don't even know where to start with this, right? Because... Here's the problem I always see with, with DC. You have got a popular, popular TV series with The Flash. It's in its ninth season. Why reinvent it for a movie? Why do you not just make a movie based off of the series where you already have a well-known actor that's playing the role, it's very established, it's working well, or it wouldn't still be on. Maybe not on a major network like it should be. But I just don't get it. Why, why shun that? L look at how Marvel handled it. Marvel did it right opposite. Hey, let's make the movies, and then we'll do spin-off TV series using the same characters. And then those shows kind of tie upcoming movies together. Wow. You want to say that's brilliant, but really it's just common sense. So why is it so hard for DC to understand this? You know, they're real hit and miss on their decisions here. Um, you know, you get excited because the casting, you're like, okay, yeah. Gal it will, will be a great Wonder Woman. It, it, You know, she works. Too bad you get thrown into a movie that's just a mess. Right? Talking about the second one, right? Uh, Aquaman. Well, come on. Can we, can we really make an Aquaman movie regardless of who's in it? I mean, it wouldn't matter if it was Brad Pitt or Fabio. I mean, you pick, pick, your, pick your male, you know, model icon and put them in this role. It's still just not going to go very far because it's freaking Aquaman, right? But again, when you've got something established, and, and this even ties into Supergirl, which we reinvent her in this movie instead of using <laughs> the character that has been running for a very long time, too, on a TV series. Uh, it's not like you're taking... The, and I'm, I may make some people mad here, but the awful Batwoman series 
and trying to reinvent it and make it a movie and make it better. We're doing the opposite. We're taking ideas that are successful, that works, and reinventing them just because. Anywho, I'm, I'm kind of getting off base here. I'm supposed to be talking about the movie. Uh, but this is a problem I have with DC. Um, this, uh, it says it's, oh, hold on, I messed up my TV screen, my TV screen, my, hold on, something's wrong here. Got it now. Uh, 2023 action adventure directed by, where did it go? Andrea, uh, I'm going to mess this up, Muscioletti, uh, the guy that did the It movies, right? So, yeah, I mean, interesting choice, but it works. Um, box office, it did $270 million. I don't know that that's too terrible. I don't know what it costs to make it. It's actually got a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay, so, you know, we're getting to where we're bashing movies before we even see them nowadays, so... Uh, let's see, do we have some why to watch? I love doing those. Let me know what y'all think about that. I, I think that's just fun. Why to watch? We've got three words for you. I love the three-word reviews because it's usually the same three words every time. But this one's different. It's epic, amusing, and thrilling. Uh, I don't know that it's epic. Uh, I know why they say that. That's coming from a DC nostalgia mindset. Don't know that I would call it overall. There's some epic stuff in it. I don't know that I would call the movie epic. Uh, here we go. It's remarkably impressive feat that Miller uh, makes feel both real and believable. Yeah. I don't know that he's the reason. Let's face it. When everybody saw the, the previews for this, it wasn't because of Ezra Miller coming back and playing The Flash that why people wanted to see this movie. It, and we all know this, right? It's not, it's not something hidden in the details. Uh, it's because of somebody else. Uh, inventive storytelling, fantastic action sequences, great cast, so many nerdy details. I'm in tears at the end. You know, it... it yeah, it delivers. It really does. Uh, more so than most DC movies. And that's a weird thing to say. Um, an all-timer, inventive storytelling, fantastic action sequences, great cast. So many, it's, it's, it's the same review. Uh, they just put that one on there twice. In conclusion, The Flash is a triumph that honors the legacy of the beloved comic book character while propelling him and it cuts off. Okay, that's enough. So obviously, we got some people that are Flash fans that know the the history, right? Let's talk about this cast. As you heard me say, we got Ezra Miller, and uh, who's Barry Allen, who plays uh, the Flash, and better than Ezra, we got Michael Keaton. See what I did there? Uh, and folks, let's face it, he even says it himself. He's Batman. Um, so that was the hype of this movie. 
And while watching this, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we should say this later on, but while Becky and I were watching this, I looked at her and said, is it bad that all the best scenes of this movie is when <laughs> when Michael Keaton is on the screen? Uh, and that may be part of why this delivers so well, because we tend to forget how awesome the Michael Keaton Batman is. However, on the flip side of that, we got Ben Affleck at the beginning of this, also playing Batman. And I'm telling you, I have, I have a special place in my heart for Ben Affleck's Batman. Uh, not necessarily because it's Ben Affleck, but I think they're honing in a little more of the Frank Miller Batman. Now, when I say that, well, maybe not Frank Miller. Well, to a degree, yes. 70s comic book Batman, right? I love the gray and blue suit Batman. I think we stirred away from that so long because of the TV series from the 60s as that's a bad omen, and so we went with this black because it's dark and it's the dark night and blah, blah, blah. But let's face it, the majority of my childhood, Batman wore a gray suit with the yellow and black emblem and a blue cape and cowl, right? That's the same thing, and mask. And to see Ben Affleck, or a CGI Ben Affleck, riding on the bat cycle with the blue mask and the blue cape flopping in the wind made my heart flutter because I think he's got the right what's the word jaw chin he's got the right lower facial features that work with this style of Batman I loved it I loved seeing that right <clears throat> Anywho, and I think he's a pretty decent, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne. He's no Michael Keaton, <clears throat> but there you go. Uh, Sasha Cal as Supergirl. Uh, yeah, solid performance, and the introduction of her is uh, is really good. So, uh, I don't know, is there anybody else really worth talking about in this? I don't really think so. Uh, because we got a lot to talk about here. Like I said, it is a multiverse movie. The Flash is trying to right a wrong in his life, which means his mother was killed. They blamed his dad for it. His dad's in jail. And it's coming down to the last part of the trial... And his dad's probably going to be sent away for life because they found some video footage of him going to the grocery store at the time of the murder. But you can't tell that it's him because his face never appears on the screen. Uh, we do get a funny kind of Justice League opening here where Batman and The Flash are teamed up. Batman's trying to take care of chasing down some bad guys. While a building is imploding, uh, the Flash is trying to save, it's a hospital, 
trying to save the people in the hospital, trying to catch a bunch of babies, some comic relief here, I guess, at the beginning. It's a little cheesy, but it plays well at the end. They, they, they almost tried to do, and here's another thing too. I'm glad to see DC not taking itself so seriously too. I think this has been a huge mistake over the past, I don't know, 10 years of DC movies. Action movies like this should be fun. They shouldn't be downers, <laughs> right? I thought, I, I thought they finally started getting it right with Shazam, where they started making it fun. This continues that, and I like it. I do. I, I mean, all the Marvel movies, as serious as some of the content was, they were still fun. DC tried to skip all that and be more mature, but come on, man. We're making movies about comic book characters. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't want brooding. I, I get brooding in real life all the time. What I need it in my movies. Movies are an escape, right? This is just my opinion. You may like it being more serious. I think it's boring as crap, and I think it dilutes the idea of a superhero that takes themselves too seriously and think of themselves as gods. Right? That's just my point. The beauty of the original Superman movie with Christopher Reeve was his humanity. His fun-living aspect. The goofiness of Clark Kent versus the aspect of the, the iconicness of, of Superman. Nothing against Harry Cavill. He played the part. I think he's a great Superman. But he's just as brooding as Superman as he is as Clark Kent. What's the point? That's, that's just where I'm at. And I'm that way with everything, right? Wonder Woman's really not fun. She's awesome. We get to see some cool action. But And they tried to make it fun with the second one. And that thing just, it just hit wrong on every level. But uh, I'm, I'm going way too, I ain't even got to this movie yet, and I'm already almost 20 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> um, so the Flash is dealing with this thing with his family. And he gets upset and takes off running and finds out he make a rift in the universe and ends up that, you know, he can kind of time travel. And... He ends up kind of going back to a younger state of his life to where things have changed in the universe and his mother is still alive. In the process, he runs into... It's back to the future, folks. It's what it is. It's, this is back to the future. Uh, except he actually runs into his younger self in the process who is a college student, I'm thinking, maybe a senior in high school, I think he's college. Um, so there's this weird interaction where both versions of himself is around his parents, but not at the same time. He teams up with his younger self to try to fix the past and keep mom alive. But as you know, if you go back and affect one thing in the past, it affects everything else in the future, right? 
So long story short, he finds out that even though he wishes he could go back and he does get to spend a little more time with his mom that he never got to. And uh, it's all based around a can of tomatoes. As weird as that sounds. He goes back, He sent, she sends her husband to go get a can of tomatoes so she can finish this, you know, supper that she's fixing. And while he's going to get the tomatoes, which she went to, pick, went to pick up earlier that day and forgot them. So he decides to go back to that point in time and make sure that that can of tomatoes gets put in the tour basket. That way the dad doesn't have to leave. This doesn't happen. Which, you know, changes everything. Um... In the process, he realizes that it has caused a problem. And he sees a character in this rift that comes at him, which is obviously an evil force. And uh, in the process, he decides that he needs some help because at this same time, Zod from the Man of Steel movie is coming to Earth for the first time to wreak havoc, right? Just like in the Man of Steel movie. Same concept, same everything. It's just that timeline, right? It just happens to fall right there. Uh, the Flash knows who Zod is because of being in the uh, Justice League. Decides to go find Batman to team up and figure out how he can go get Superman and fix all this. Well, the Batman is no longer Ben Affleck. It is back to the Michael Keaton days who has become kind of a hermit who lives by himself has shunned away being Batman but we can see him return to glory as they team up and go to find Superman who's been held in this camp and lo and behold when they get there it's not Superman it's Supergirl so we got Supergirl Batman and the Flash fighting off Zod and his crew and uh, you kind of get the scenario to where every time they fight, our good guys keep getting killed. Flash tries to fix it by running back into the rift, going back, rewinding, and trying to find a way. And no matter which way they go, it never works out the right way. So he realizes he can't necessarily go back and fix fix the past to that degree but he does find a way to fix a problem in the story I'm not going to reveal it because I, I think you need to check this movie out but at the same time this this reasoning of going back and keep going back into the rift over and over and over causes a very serious problem which is probably the thing that everybody talks about in this movie uh because it creates a bad guy in the rift. Not going to reveal that either. Um, but at the same time, it opens up the multiverse to where you see all these different variations of, I'm going to say the Superman multiverse, because we get to see George Reeves as Superman, you know, the old black and white TV series from back in the day. We see Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater as Superman and Supergirl from the 80s. We get to see Nicolas Cage fight a giant spider 
which I don't know if you've read the controversy over this or not, but apparently that was not agreed upon <laughs> in the contract. I think Tim Burton has even tried to sue uh, over this because they took the idea that was going to be in the Tim Burton version of Superman, which is where the old Nicolas Cage thing came from. If you have not seen The Death of Superman, the documentary, dude, you got to see it. I mean, because a lot of this will make more sense when you see that. But yeah, there was going to be a Superman movie where Nicolas Cage was Superman with a very unusual Superman suit, which I really like. And, uh, man, who would have, who, who would have known what kind of movie that thing was going to turn out to be? But we kind of get to see Nicolas Cage's Kal-El in action. And it's pretty cool, I have to admit. Uh, so it, it, it's a great salute to the, the, the golden age of kind of where Warner Brothers got it right. Not Warner Brothers, but DC. And, uh, you know... With that in mind, there's your your nuggets that you throw out to the diehard fans that really get it, right? Well, even to my age group, right? Because the Michael Keaton thing. So again, it's like, is it that hard to get it right? How about you just listen to the fans and give the fans what they want instead of trying to create your own version or, or vision of what you think these characters should be? I, the Snyderverse was just too bland. We don't need the Justice League to feel like the 300 movie. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not needed. Um, they're superheroes. We, we want them to be daring and dashing and larger than life. The humanistic aspect of it kills it. We want them to be better than us but grounding them and making them more humanistic to me just ruins the whole idea. I mean, they need to have flaws. I mean, we learned that with Iron Man. It's kind of like the evil Knievel thing. Flaws and all, you still love the character because the good outweighs the bad to a certain extent. I'm not defending evil Knievel by any means. He was a terrible human. <laughs> but the impact, right? The good impact was bigger than the bad aspect of his normal everyday life. I think that's kind of where we get the wires crossed with the DC Universe. I don't need my heroes to be broken. I need them to be uplifting. That makes me want to go out and have a better day the next day. It gives you hope. Instead of going, wow, Man, Superman's really got some problems. No. I've got the problems. Superman takes my mind off of those problems. Or Batman or The Flash. So, you know, in a way, they kind of got that right. But we still get a lot of humanistic problems right here uh, in this movie. And it kind of works because it's more of a family thing, right? It doesn't cause The Flash to be evil, dark, it, it's, it's just heartbreaking, you know, which I'm going to say, I mean, I think Ezra does a really good job 
at selling this. I enjoyed him a lot more than I thought I was going to in this movie because I did not like him in Justice League. So I'll say that too. This this is a better movie than I thought it was going to be. Um, I don't know. I, I think you need to see it. I think if you're a completist, I always say that in this show, you need to check it out. But I, I really think you need to give this movie a chance because there's a lot of good in this. They don't get it all right. I think some things look pretty crappy. I think going back into the, the rift in time is not great looking. I don't like the, 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 the chamber of CGI, frozen in place, multiverse looking thing. I think it's kind of silly looking. Uh, some of the stuff is, you know, it probably would look good on a comic book page, but not so much in a movie. But overall, this is a better thought out movie than we've been given in a while, as far as a DC movie. Um, maybe this will turn the bus around and get it on the right track. I don't know. You decide for yourself. I'm going to give this a 3.5 out of 5. And it might even grow me. It might even be a 4. I'm just not jumping that quick. I don't know how quick I am to go watch it again. There are some things I do want to go check out again already. But I don't necessarily feel like I need to watch the whole movie. But uh, that's kind of where it sits for me. Um... It does have some emotions to it, and it's it's pretty well done. So, oh, and by the way, I, I bring this up at the very end, but uh, sorry for the delay on some of the episodes here. I know it's been kind of a skimpy week. Uh, I've been under the weather quite a bit this week, so it kind of put a damper on me cranking out a bunch of shows. But in the process of being sick laying on the couch, I did get to watch this movie. So these are, these are actually my thoughts on that. I should have said that at the beginning, but I do apologize. I'm sorry I'm only cranking out two episodes this week instead of the typical three to five. <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this. Let me know if you got recommendations. I do have some that are lined up that have been sent to me. I appreciate those because it kind of gives me another purpose. It lets me know that you're listening and enjoying this stuff. So, uh... Till then, folks, have a great whatever it is for you, day, night, afternoon, Kwanzaa, Thanksgiving, wherever, whenever, whenever you're watching or listening to this. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later.